struggling to learn art? Or have you always wanted to learn but you have a lot of quote-unquote but and quote-unquote what if? In this week's episode, we are chatting with Taeyong, a watercolor artist, full-time mom, and creative entrepreneur. From trying out calligraphy and crafting to eventually finding her calling in teaching art, Thay has a lot of techniques up on her sleeve to keep her students engaged and encouraged to keep on learning. In this week's episode, we talked about learning by doing as a step to build your foundation in art, creating coherence using different mediums, shifting from a hobby to full entrepreneurship, and why having a purpose when creating will benefit your art journey. If you want to be part of the conversation, then send in your questions and topics you want us to cover to hello at etcherlab.com. Hey, this is Jesse from Etcher. We believe in your power to create, so we invited artists from all around the globe to inspire you to keep on creating. Join us in this journey and let's celebrate creativity. This is Make More Art, the podcast through your journey having seen your works online having uh doing a live with you painting as well take me through how you started there with art how you reached this point of comfortability and artistry in watercolor Okay, yeah, hi. So, um, hi everyone. My name is Taya Ong po. Uh, I'm Taya Ong of Instagram. So, I'm a mom, watercolor artist, crafter, designer, and educator. So, I graduated from um, De La Salle University, Manila. I took up computer science. So, uh, and I work as a web programmer and an SAP consultant before becoming a full-time mom. And I started my hobby 2016 doing calligraphy and paper crafting um, before moving on to watercolors in the year 2017. So I have been uh, conducting in-person and virtual classes for almost five years now. And I'm currently uh, the Tombow Philippines Ambassador, uh, Cricut Philippines Ambassador, and Tokyo Finds Creative Artist. So to take you to my journey, um, yeah, I started it as a hobby and then slowly developed it. Um, it with, with the help of some friends, I was um, I was invited by Sharpie Philippines to conduct uh workshop during the Manila International Book Fair. So that's my very first gig. And after that, they re-invited me for um, a mall, mall gig as well. So that slowly started everything. From that mall gig, I met Tokyo Pines uh, owners. So it started everything. So since then, I'm getting uh, invitations for um, art, uh, demos and doing some workshops here and there, and yeah, uh, it's an up and down roller coaster ride. <laughs> Thank you, with the art, art. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Thea. Before before we dive into that story, let me just say, belated happy birthday. I know you celebrated your birthday two days ago. Um, yeah. Tell us how, how did you spend the day? Uh, well. <laughs> We we head out. We had our lunch uh, outside uh, the house, so it's just my family, my in law, and then um, afternoon I have to conduct workshops. So okay, it's a regular day. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank you. What's interesting with with what you just shared as well, Thea, is that you 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 were a SAP consultant, right? You said, and a, a web designer. Was that right? 
So it's very technical. I would say the designer part that involves creativity. But shifting to art full-time is sort of on the other end of the spectrum. Take (laughs) me to that shift. What led you um, to art? I mean, how, were you always been creative as a young kid? Because tech very uh, SAP is very technical. To give background, my dad and my brother both took up fine arts. Oh, so okay. yeah, so it's um, within the family already. And then mm-hmm. um, when I resigned from work, and then um, I took up a freelancing job. The the idea was to take care of the kids while working at home so it's still there's still that um thing that you need you still have income coming in but when the company closed down so um i shifted to full-time mom job and my daughter uh she was i think five years old that time um she's really talented I mean, even for me, I'm really amazed with her talent. It's super natural. Maybe my brother would keep on um, mentoring her and she would be invited to art contests and I would teach her. So yeah, I'm giving her some tips. So I would look at her work. So I think that started um, the hobby as well. And then I can see some calligraphy uh, artworks and when I was in high school, I would join Chinese calligraphy contest. So there's no writing contest, penmanship contest before. <laughs> so, I mean, too bad that it didn't happen for me. But uh, yeah, I, I have nice penmanship, I think, when I was young. So that started it, the calligraphy hobby and then um, teaching my own child. So from there, um, the hobby started and... The, there, there's just this thing that you want to to earn money out of your art. So that's a side, that's a business side of it. So yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Aya. Wow, your your daughter is also very talented, and good to know that it runs in the family as well. Did you say your brother <laughs> and your father um, took fine arts, and then now it's also reflected in your in your daughter as well. So yeah, you touched on calligraphy before, and you're right. I don't think it. So it's a, it's an art, right? An art of writing that has been it's been in our history for as long as I can remember. People write in ink and um, with a nib, right? Um, yeah. But it's only but I'm not sure how it became mainstream. I started calligraphy myself back in 20. 18 and I'm a lefty so it's kind of that was a struggle for me are you left-handed or right-handed no my son is left-handed okay with with calligraphy so it was back in high school when you started Chinese calligraphy right so I know it's using was it using a brush yeah it's using the um, bamboo brush yeah we also have the Chinese ink so we don't do the the more the like some some the ink thing it's yeah. already uh, already ready to use ink but okay. yeah um i when i got in the contest my dad as uh, an expert or a chinese teacher expert in calligraphy to teach me so i did have some um training uh, a little uh, in terms of chinese calligraphy but i left that behind after after high school <laughs> Oh, okay. Because I was about to ask if you, if there was a time or a point after you resigned and you 
became a full-time mom that you dabbled into calligraphy, at least the modern calligraphy. Was there a point where you did that? Yeah, we, um, yeah, that, that started everything. I see friends doing some calligraphy. And I think um, around that time, 2013, 2014, 15, that started the trend of um, yeah. modern calligraphy. Yeah, so uh, I dived into it at 2016. So, but then uh, after doing calligraphy, um, my best friend uh, at 2017, I remember January 1st, 2017, I was painting because I got it for as a Christmas present. So I got a very nice watercolor paper and that started it. So uh, I tried um, watercolor and I really, really loved it. And there, from there, uh, March 2017, I got brave and uh, started offering workshop. And of course, the first customers, yeah, and the ones who will avail your workshop would be immediate friends and family who are very supportive yeah so so there from there 2017 at march i did um my very first workshop and since then i've been doing that (laughs) for almost five years now before we dive into watercolor your watercolor world uh, you said earlier that you were also a crafter and every now and then i would see on your feed as well that you're still doing some of those what were the your if you remember what were your first works back then in in, in terms of crafting i almost forgot so aside from calligraphy that's also one of the things that i started my username was not really it's actually craft in a box philippines ph yeah so i changed it after i changed it i think when i started watercolors but prior to that um i was thinking of doing a uh, craft business using um creating cards in a box so it's like a pop-up card so yeah it's really like um diving on your creative part so finding the finding your niche where you want to be so Crafting is also part of my journey. <laughs> this is this is getting more and more interesting, uh, Thea, because I know as an artist, like we we want to try different things. We want to explore. We're always curious. And just looking at your story, you tried different things. I mean, trying this calligraphy back in high school, and then there was ultra modern calligraphy. But then someone gifted you a watercolor set, and prior to that, you were also crafting. Craft in a box, PH, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool name. And then now with watercolors, you found your niche. It's thea.om. Now let's talk about watercolor. So you're known for your loose florals with a very distinct uh, technique and style. When you first started with watercolor, was it already florals that you started painting as your subjects or... Were there botanicals? Normally people would start with galaxy painting, right? Or clouds or trees or leaves. With you, was it immediately florals? Yeah, it was immediately florals. And if you're going to attend my 90-minute class, I um, Kitty was really happy that I showed my very first 
floral artwork. And oh, wow. comparing, yeah, comparing the 2017 versus 2022, it's really funny and um yeah, it's something. So you can see how it evolved. So yeah, I started with floras already. So I've been painting florals since for five um, years now. I, yeah, yeah, five years now. Okay, let's talk about how you developed that style. When you were starting out, I know that you have this family lineage in, in you of, you know, artists. Um, your brother and your father are took fine arts. But how did you learn to do watercolor? Yeah. Did you have any mentors? Did you research about the subject? Did you attend any classes? Yeah, what so was the learning? I, yeah, I attended a class with a brand. Like um, the brand was like uh, having a marketing uh, event, and then they were inviting people if they want to. They have to to bring a shoe. So ah, it's actually okay. Keds Philippines. Yeah. So okay, Keds okay. Philippines. Yeah. So you have to bring your own Keds shoe so you can paint on it. Okay. So my very first class, um, the, the teacher was Joni Joani. So um it's actually acrylic painting. So she yeah. showed us how yeah, she showed us how her style is, but it's uh but she's also good in watercolor. She's really, really good with watercolor. So, but the, that class was actually um, acrylic painting. But I, I got the idea from there. And then I keep on watching YouTube videos. Um, I tried to self-learn. And actually, the style that happened to me is you keep on watching. You uh, internalize how they do it. They, you see their style. And then don't watch and then you do it on your own. Like everything that you, that retained in your memory. Yeah. So that's how uh, the style of learning I did. So keep on watching. Don't paint while watching. I mean, just watch it and concentrate and focus and maybe internalize how they do it. And then do it yourself. And I think that's how I develop my own style. Mm -hmm. So you have your own style, but you still retain some of the, the techniques that you've been watching. Yeah. That's a really good tip. Uh, watch it first, understand the the process, and then create your own w without watching, without rewatching it. Even huh. that's a really good tip, Thea. I mean, especially um, we'll talk about this. Uh, the recording, the, you had your class on last May twenty sixth. Is that right? Uh, the mini workshop, the 90 minute class was May 26. Can you share a little bit more about that? Um, and bringing this up because the recording is still up and you touch on a really good point about watching and then internalizing the process, then doing it on your own instead of following it step by step. So can you share a little bit more about the mini workshop that you did back in yeah. last month? Yeah, so the mini workshop is botanical line drawing with dreamy florals and uh, you'll be able to confidently draw using ink and pen um, and then using two brushes technique in painting loose florals and then combining them, the ink and wash, so with a twist. So it's overlapping inks and watercolor. So there's uh, a painting uh and an ink wash in one artwork 
Oh, so there is ink involved, not just plain watercolor. The ink that you, that, that you use during the workshop, is it a specific ink? Is there is it a specific uh, for yes, it's the etcher graphic pens. So uh, I'm using the line pens, yeah, the, the technical pens. So um, they have different weights, um, it has different sizes, so you can um, interchange the the line weights of your inks. A really good combination of watercolor and ink. And, and I know we have had artists on here who used ink differently uh some use ink and they let it bleed and then they you know they top it up with watercolor but for you it's you use it for the line drawing is that right and then you mix it with what with with watercolor how did you come up with that idea of mixing those two together given that you're very known in the art community as someone who is into loose florals so I think I started um, the line drawing when I collabed with a few friends. So um, I think Oates was the one who is doing the line drawing back then and she needed help and I I helped her out. So I think she's getting a lot of work. So um, we are doing this charity work for the Marawi kids that yeah. time. Yeah. Um, war there and we were and she's getting a lot of um workload so i helped her out and my very first artwork was really funny um my 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 dad or my brother thought it was my daughter who did it not me so yeah so uh and then from there i developed the my line drawing uh yeah self-studying again and then one time i was painting this loose floral and I I find it very lacking. <laughs> so I put, I made a, a silhouette of a stag there. Actually, it's the very first time that uh, I did that, that. That topic was the very first time I did an overlapping artwork as well. So I put an, a stag silhouette over the loose floral and mm -hmm. put a line drawing uh, over it. And yeah, I got praise from my dad, who's my my yeah, the, my crit, best critic or worst critic. So, yeah, so yeah, there's a contrast between the lightness of the watercolor versus yeah. the graphic pens. Yeah, so that made it really look good and made made the line drawing stand out. A very interesting combo and. Yeah, I, I, I love that your father is your either best or worst critic. But at the same time, this is what I love about art. And as you keep discovering things, uh, like for instance, that, right? Um, the critic, uh, the initial feedback was that they thought it was your daughter's work. But then you continued learning. You continued studying uh -huh. the, the medium. And then you mix those two together, your love for watercolor, and then you mix it with ink. And then now you're doing a class for it, which I'm sure a lot of our um, students at Etcher are, are interested to learn more about. So take us what they will be learning from, from that workshop. So the workshop, that already happened. The recording is up on the website. If you want to check it out, it's on the Etcher Studio website. Uh, we will include that on the show notes as well. But take us through how or what are the things that they can learn from from your mini workshop there yeah so prior to the mini workshop there's the um 
free workshop. Uh, you can watch it over at your studio's um, YouTube channel. So it's a it's the title is dissecting a flower line growing in loose florals. So from this uh, free workshop, they will learn how to um, do the loose floral. Uh, I mean the line strokes, the brush strokes prior to uh, the 90-minute workshop. I also did some leaf uh, line drawing um, that I will not be tackling on the 90-minute workshop. So those are on the free YouTube channel workshop. And then for the 90-minute mini workshop, so that's the uh, line drawing and the dreamy florals, I concentrated more on um, loose rose. So that's my signature style. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I have some techniques that um, I shared over there. And yeah, and also... Uh, I started with the line drawing first, so you, you have to do the silhouette of the stag first and then adding those dreamy florals, particularly the roses. Loose love it, yeah. love it, and I I adore your loose floors. We were talking offline earlier how we know a lot of our friends from the art community who are also doing loose florals, right? And some people might say, especially if they're starting out, that I don't want to try loose florals because a lot of people are already using this or have this technique um, in watercolor. But like what I said earlier um, when we were discussing that yours is very distinct and we have other people that we know from the art community who are also doing loose floors and you can easily tell that this is Theo's work, this is someone else's work. Theo, um, for someone who's starting out, and I know that in your workshop, you taught watercolor in ink, but for so someone who's starting out, what is your recommendation if, say, you're a beginner and would want to learn art or make more art? Yeah, so um, I think for beginners, you really need to... Um, Practice. Practice is always the key, right? So, um, loose florals, it's actually something that's um, looking at it looks easy. But then in terms of um, doing it, sometimes it's hard for others. Sometimes it's easy for others. Um, some I encountered students who get frustrated. And for a time, I got frustrated as well as a teacher because you don't want to that feeling as well, right? Um, but then, yeah, because especially in-person workshop, they can see each other's work and they will compare right. Yes, yeah, yeah the so, comparison game, true. Yeah, so uh, I would always tell them that um, this person's journey is different from yours. This is your very first time. She, it could be her third workshop already. So, but it's not easy to not to compare, right? So at some point, I stopped teaching loose florals, Then, but then Etcher made me teach it again, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually made me teach it again. So uh, I would say always uh, practice because loose floral, it's actually um, easy, but it's more on how you interpret a flower without doing some line, without the pencil line growing, right? So it's yeah. different from type, type, type painting, and it's more on how you interpret a flower and do uh, painting it loosely. 
And then I just want to say as well that um, sometimes when you, it's a hit or miss sometimes. Like you're going to paint something really nice, but then you try it again, it's going to be looking like something uh, like a, 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 a blob or something. So yeah, so um, always practice. No two loose florals would ever be the same. So they will always be different, so never ever gonna be the same. And you just have to. Um, I think I I was able to get better when I started selling notebooks, craft notebooks, and I had to paint like three florals per notebook, and I got fifty or sixty orders of notebook. So find something that would. Um, set a goal or um, find something that would make you really practice and hone your skills. So, and I always tell my students, when you do something, do it for a reason or um, be efficient and um, maybe reuse it, give it as a gift, use it as a card. So give it to someone. So uh, make a purpose out of your artwork. I love it. Make a purpose out of your artwork. I love it. Don't scrap it, right? They, uh, I mean, like what you said, it, it's it's a hit or miss. Sometimes it's a blob. Sometimes it's a really good piece of art. But I do believe, and I'm not sure if you will agree on this, that there's no such thing as ugly art or bad art. It's up to someone else's interpretation and perception. But I really love your point about make a goal, set a goal, and... um have a purpose for your art. I guess that's a really good takeaway because once you have that instilled in you, everything that you're going to be doing, creating, will have substance and purpose. And it's something that you will enjoy because you know that it's for a purpose. Thank you so much, Thea. Those are really good points. And again, your workshop, um, the title again of your 90-meter workshop again, Thea, uh, the title is um, Botanical Land Growing with Dreamy Florals. So, yeah, check it out on Etcher. Uh, Learn.etcherstudio.com. Just search my name, Thea Ong, and you will be able to see and enroll on my 90-minute workshop. Excellent. So if you guys want to learn how Thea did a ink and watercolor and how to mix those two together and create a beautiful piece of art with loose florals and with ink, then you have to catch her recording up on the Etra Studio website. Thea, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Um, thank you for spending this time with me. Again, I hope you had a good birthday uh, two days ago. And Thank you for teaching, especially kids. I know you're doing a lot of um, teaching on-site and online um, classes with kids, which is really amazing because I, I think most of the kids right now, they are so addicted to gadgets, but um, empowering them and teaching them art is such a major thing that you're doing for our community and for the kids. So I guess it's it's coming from you as a mom as well, right? How many kids do you have? <laughs> I have two kids, yeah. Uh -huh. So... Both have different talent in a way. So my daughter has a very good drawing talent. The other is the crafter one. He's into crafting. Yeah, I'm glad they they had an individual talents, but they all somehow similar to what you did before. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Thea, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on. We'll catch up with you again next time. Thank you, Thea. Thanks, Jesse. Bye. Bye. 
Thea's advice about creating purpose out of your art is so refreshing. I know it's easy to scrap things when we feel that they are not at the level of our own standards. We become our own worst critics, right? But as Thea said, gift your artwork as a card, reuse it to make someone's day. I hope that this episode encouraged you to keep on creating. Share with us your feedback through the blog post associated with this podcast at etrolab.com slash Thea. Until then, let's make more art.